If you are listening to this, you are listening to the first free hour of The Shift with Doug McKinty. For access to the full feature-length versions of the podcast, go to www.theshiftnow.com and subscribe for the audio version for just $6 a month. Access the full-length episodes in video form through rockfin.com by subscribing at the Shift with Doug McKinty landing page. For $9.99 a month, you gain access not only to The Shift, but also all other premium content material hosted on the platform. The Shift is also brought to you by Enagic Water Systems, providing crystal clear, ionized, alkaline water straight from your tap, as well as the Freedom Era Network, delivering tools and information to help you build a successful online business. Find out more at www.theshiftnow.com backslash store. Detoxify your body, decolonize your mind, make the shift. Thanks for listening. Good morning, noon, or night, wherever and whenever you are listening, you are listening to The Shift. I'm your host. My name is Doug McKenty. This interview was recorded on May 26th, 2021. I'm happy to announce my guest on the show today is holistic sex and relationship coach Soraya Leonara. Yes, Soraya teaches tantric sexual practices to her clients in order to balance internal energies and promote a lifestyle based on creativity, health, and wellness. As you will hear in this interview, tantra is one of the most powerful of the mystic arts precisely because it impacts the individual on such a fundamental level. Our relationship with sexuality may well be the foundational characteristic of the entire personality. If the purpose of life is to procreate, then the energies of life are all aligned to this function. Because of this simple truth, psychoanalysis often focuses on sex and relationships in order to discern the many other emotional issues that stem from personality traits defined by this basic principle. In the philosophy of Tantra, Balancing sexual energies allows the entire emotional system to enter into a natural state of psychological health. This practice has the potential to eliminate blockages that create issues in otherwise unrelated aspects of life and can result in benefits that reach far beyond the bedroom. Patriarchal cultures prevalent in the modern day are often defined by controlling and repressing a person's sexuality, preventing them from feeling comfortable expressing themselves authentically in many other ways. Guilt and shame are used as control mechanisms which prevent individuation and leave the victim in a mystified state. This renders the individual unable to access the awareness required to make personal choices and leaves them vulnerable to manipulation from those at the top of the hierarchy. Tantra provides a path of healing that allows the practitioner to take the power back. By healing the generational trauma surrounding sexuality, Soraya has seen her clients reconnect with their personal creative force, allowing them to regain full control over their own sovereignty. Stay tuned for this interview where we will discuss some of the simple but challenging fundamental tantric practices that can be used to facilitate personal transformation. Whether single or in a relationship, This knowledge can be used by those interested to tap into their own creative potential while shining a light on repressed aspects of their personality that may be suffering from traumas caused by a relationship with sexuality that is out of balance. Find out more about the work of Soraya Leonara, check out the introductory videos, read her blog, or sign up for one of her classes at www.sorayaleonara.com. 
As always, you can find hours of free content, sign up for the newsletter, or subscribe for the feature-length episodes of The Shift at www.theshiftnow.com. I'm happy to announce that the program has just been accepted to the Rockfin video platform found at rockfin.com. This is a censorship-free platform and we'll be hosting most of my videos as we move forward. A Rockfin subscription offers access to all my full-length videos, and you also have the option to give a few bucks if you like any of the free content available. You can also find the show at The Shift with Doug McKenty on YouTube, Facebook, Gab, MeWe, Float, and Minds, and I am at McKenty on Twitter. Enjoy this conversation with holistic health and relationship coach Soraya Leonara. I want to thank her for agreeing to this appearance, and thank you for helping to make The Shift. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this, the 81st episode of The Shift. I'm your host, Doug McKenty. I am really pleased today to have Soraya Leonara on. She describes herself as a tantric sex and relationship coach. Uh, and I have been wanting to have this conversation for a long, long time. I think that tantra uh, and understanding the tantric system may well be one of the most important issues of our time. Frankly, so much of our psychological problems and our lack of awareness uh, stems from our relationship with our sexuality and, um, sexuality is, is, I think uh, what I believe is that it's a, quite the tool, uh, that patriarchal systems use actually to control us and our individuality through the mechanisms of guilt and shame. If you've been listening to my psychology of lockdown series, we talk a lot about guilt and especially shame, and we're seeing a lot of shaming happening these days. And, and this is also interwoven into our sexuality and how we perceive ourselves in that way and then gets reflected out into our personality. So thank you so much, Soraya, for coming on. I'm really looking forward to having this conversation. Do you want to just give my, give my audience a, a little bit about your background and what you do? Sure, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me here today, Doug. It's a pleasure to be here with you and your audience. Um, I'm Soraya. I'm a holistic sex and relationship coach. A lot of my teachings are rooted in Tantra and Taoist sexuality. And the way that I approach sexuality is much, it's, it's, it's a very integrated approach that's much larger than just the act that happens between the sheets behind closed doors, but as something that is integrated into every piece of who we are, it's the energy that we're made out of and how we all got here. And so I see it as something that feeds into every single area of our lives. And I agree that it's, it's some of the most important work in the world right now, because if we are ashamed of our sexuality at its core, we are ashamed of our very own existence. And so that's, that's a big deal. And so when we, start healing our sexuality, we it, it touches every area of our lives. And I, I do think that our sexuality has been twisted in a way to disempower us. Um, you know, when you want to domesticate an animal or, um, you know, even slaves since the beginning of time, they've all been castrated to disconnect mm -hmm. them from their sexuality, from their wildness. So I think it's really important work that we step back into this and, and cultivate a deep relationship with this essence that we're made out of. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's uh, dive a little bit deeper because I want the audience to really understand like the the core component that sexuality is as you mentioned. I mean, I think it's just actually common sense, but because of the culture that most of us have been raised in, we've been disconnected from this. But um there's just so much like I, I guess I want to talk for we could talk from whatever angle you want to, but like psychologically, you know, there's a reason why Freud talked about sex so much and how it's so central to our personalities and to our 
uh, our whole entire view of the world so so much so that um, you know that his whole focus for his uh, psych psychoanalysis was based on a person's relationship with their sexuality. And then just to kind of continue with the classic dichotomy, because I think Tantra works with both. Then we have Jung on the other side that talks about psychological archetypes. And so uh, maybe you can describe how Tantra kind of works on on both of these levels, the through the psychological archetype, but as well as the actual physical uh, and emotional connection through sexuality. Yeah, so I I love Young, and I, a big piece of this work that I do involves a lot of shadow work and and getting to see like what are the unconscious blockages we have that are running the show from behind the scenes, and the body is the map to the unconscious, and that is how we find all of these different things that we can't see consciously with our minds, and so our sexuality actually holds the keys to finding what these unconscious hangups are. Um, I always say sexuality is not just like orgasm and sunshine and rainbows, but it's by, by moving through the pain, the insecurities, the blockages that we have around this piece of ourselves, we can actually uncover really deep healing that maybe we didn't even know was there that was mm -hmm. needed to unfold. Um, I see it as such a, a deeper, it has such a deeper capacity for coming home to ourselves to the whole of ourselves which is what tantra is really about is tantra does not exclude anything or anyone it's about coming home to wholeness and recognizing everything as sacred so the mundane the profane every single piece of it is sacred because it's all coming from one source so nothing can be less sacred than anything else or more sacred than anything else um and it's one of the only spiritual traditions that include sexuality in this way as something so incredible. And so I think the, the physicality of it and the psychology of it are, are deeply connected because so much of that unconscious stuff gets embodied on, an, on a deep level. And by being able to work with that energy intentionally, we uncover all these different blockages that could be creating illness, um, perversions, like when we stuffed up, when we stuff things down into the shadows, they start to fester and become much scarier than they ever were to begin with. And because so much of this world is trying to stuff away sexuality, we see all kinds of distortions coming out about it. And for, you know, monks or shamans or priests, people who go into a place of celibacy without having the tools to move that sexual energy, it will stagnate, it will explode, it will come out in weird perverted ways as mm -hmm. we see happen all the time. And so it's essential that we don't ignore this energy, even if we're not actually in a sexual relationship with somebody that we have the tools to work with it because it's like water, it needs to flow to be a healthy vital river rather than a stagnant mucky swamp. Right. You know, what's so funny is that my, my most popular episode so far ever has been the pedophilia episode. And oh, I'm wow. hoping I'm hoping that this one can like top that one, because, you know, <laughs> let's get back to talking about healthy sexuality, because I mean, this is so core to people's beliefs that and they're fascinated by it. But they're oftentimes they're looking for that perverted perspective out of like a, a kind of a, a morbid curiosity, I suppose. But there's this flip side of it that is actually like, well, let's let's contemplate what healthy sexuality looks like and maybe that uh is a is a better path to travel than focusing on the perversions that arise as a result of so much of the repression that's a part of this culture right now 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I, I really look at when we stuff things away in the shadows, I see them as like the little kid who's not getting attention and just gets louder and louder and louder and starts, you know, doing all these crazy things to get your attention. And as soon as we turn to it with, with loving presence and we ask it what it needs and we start to work with it, it, it softens and we find it's just a wounded inner child most of the time that sure. has become a monster because it hasn't had the space to breathe, to be seen, to be loved. And that's one of the things I love about the tantric path so much is that nothing is too dark or shadowy to work with. And, and we can hold all of it. And we have to, if we try to stuff it away, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Right. For sure. I guess before we get too deep into it, do you want to just kind of describe to people your own personal path and why and how did you uh, get funneled into the, into the tantric world? Yeah. So how, where to start on this one? Um, mm -hmm. I, got very sick in my early 20s with kind of a whole mess of chronic illness. And with that, my sexuality like went out the door. Um, I lost my libido. I was experiencing pain during sex. And I kind of just lost my whole zest for life. And that was kind of my first clue into how sexuality and vitality were connected. There was like this, you know, deep fatigue and just disconnection from everything that used to light me up. And I was in a long-term relationship at the time. I was like, I really want to start diving into this uh, piece around sexual healing and get this figured out while I was also working with the physical pieces of my illness. And um, I started down the path of tantric and Taoist sexuality, specifically in the, in the realm of sexuality. And through that, I... Came, ac came across some really incredible healing tools um, in the realm of sexual healing and learning how to lean into the pain that was coming up for me because at first I just didn't even want to go there. It was painful. I didn't know what was going on. I was shut down. It created this negative feedback loop and I didn't even want to look at it. And then when I recognized that the only way around it was through it and mm -hmm. I had tools to gently and consciously and lovingly move into that pain and see what was there, I was able to start moving through a bunch of my own <clears throat> sexual traumas and things that were stuck within me because, you know, any sort of congestion or constipation in our energy field can cause things like illness and um, all kinds of problems in our sexuality. So really getting into where those blockages were physically working with the points of tension inside of myself, um, our genitals can hold an incredible tension in the same way that we can get like a knot in our shoulders. So there's, there's practices we can do to work through that tension and have deep emotional releases along with that. And so I started going down the path of sexual healing. And through that, I came across my Tantra teacher who opened me up to the whole of Tantra beyond just uh, the sexuality piece. And mm -hmm. that was what really transformed the way that I was perceiving this experience with illness that I was having um, and recognizing, recognizing that it was all, it all had a purpose. It all had incredible gems hidden within the pain and the obstacles that could be alchemized into opportunities, growth, medicine, and ultimately um, seeing, being able to see 
in a non-dual way and coming out of this like victimhood place. I was, I was very deep in a place of victimhood. And why is this happening to me? I'm only in my early 20s. I was super pissed about it. Um, I wanted sympathy. And I came to this point of recognizing that all of uh, duality, it's all just two sides of the same coin and that this was actually here in my service. And I could either choose to self-victimize or I could choose to heal, but I, I couldn't have both. And so it was this incredibly empowering experience of being able to see that this illness actually led me to my path and purpose and, and the work that I do today. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, so many of us and, and this idea of doing shadow work comes up. And as a lot of people kind of wake up from a lot of the cr- control mechanisms of the the larger patriarchal system that's that's taken over so much of, of culture around the world these days, mm-hmm. this the shadow work and, and these kinds of feelings come up uh, with a lot of people, you know, people that maybe even... I guess my point here is that because this work, the the sexual work is actually pivotal and central. And I think it can help because a lot of people are going to experience this just on a lot of levels. I mean, maybe they find out that the corporate media is not really giving them the truth or the education system wasn't really feeding them uh, something that was that was cultivating their authentic self, but was actually being controlling and manipulative. And this leads people into a lot of the states of depression because they're kind of forced into this shadow realm all of a sudden, you know, they realize that they can no longer trust a lot of these patriarchal institutions that maybe they trusted uh, when they were growing up, or they were just sort of that were imposed upon them while they were growing up. So this kind of spiritually awakening process forces us into this shadow realm. So can you just go a little bit further into how, you know, this, the path, this, this sexual work is, is so at the core of, 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 I mean, I think all of this, like you mentioned at the very beginning, we were all created out of this energy. I think you and I probably agree the whole universe is created out of this energy. This is the, the core energy of creation and our sexuality ties us to this. So, um, I mean, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on was just to really point out to people that as you learn more about the world around you and as you're dealing with a lot of these psychological issues, that the sexual work is a is a is a I don't want to it's not like a shortcut. It's actually getting to the root of the problem, I guess. And and then and then healing that can can heals the rest of it. You know, I I think um, I think there's a lot of ways to, to do shadow work that that get get some some of it can get to the core and you know and some other path i mean certainly other paths all have their place but the but the tantric path i think is is uh is a really solid way to get to the root of a lot of these issues so will you just expand on that a bit absolutely yeah i love this question Um, it goes so deep so i mean so many spiritual traditions are not addressing sexuality and that's a huge problem. Right. It's a huge problem. This is the seed of our creation. It is the life force that permeates all beings. It's our vitality. It's our health. It's, it's literally what we're made out of. It's how we all got here. It's what we all have in common. Um, even, even if we were created in, a, in, you know, in a lab, like between sperm and egg, we all have this masculine and feminine inner energy within us. And when there is not harmony between those two energies, there cannot be harmony on this planet. When we are denying our sexuality, um, you know, even if <clears throat> even if we are choosing a path of celibacy, for that to be healthy, we still have to acknowledge and have reverence for 
this energy. And so I really see our disconnection from the source from which we came, no pun intended, as as Mm -hmm. being the root of so many things going wrong on this planet. Our sexual energy is so deeply connected to our power, to our creativity, our emotionality. We create life with this energy. So if we can create life with it, what else can we create with it? And if that energy, if our connection to our sexual energy is distorted, everything we're creating is going to be distorted. So one of the things I love about Tantra is that it is a path of embodiment. It's not just about let's transcend this material hell and these bodies and this planet. It's like, no, we are embracing every single piece of it. And every moment, every challenge is an opportunity to say yes to, to awaken into, to be with and savor fully our humanity and, and yeah, what it is to be human in these bodies and that nothing is, nothing is less than anything else. So it's, it's really honoring both the masculine and the feminine path. There's a deep reverence for the feminine within the path of Tantra and this disconnection from the feminine and and from our sexuality is so at the root of what we see going on in our planet and how we treat other people. Um, there, you know, rape, rape is about power. Right. And so we we see rape happening on so many levels of people, of women, of children, of the planet, um, of you know, people that uh, that are seen as like lesser than and deserving of a lesser quality of life. So this is happening everywhere. And I don't think this would be happening if we had this connection to the sacredness of our sexual energy, the very seed of our existence. And that's the other core thing of Tantra that I think is so profound in navigating being human in an effective and holistic way is that it does not place the divine outside of ourselves. It is recognizing that the divine is in me and you and every single person and thing around us. And when we recognize that, there's this deep sense of connection, a deep sense of wholeness. And we're not disconnected and lost and grasping at external things at the expense of other people to try to fill that void. We can find fullness within the void and recognize that, you know, the two sides of the same coin each have their own medicine. Right. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, I think it's actually characteristic of a lot of the the patriarchal systems. It seems to be this um, worship of the of the transcendent and everything, you know, that they're always pushing towards transcending this this physical realm or this physical body and it's like wait a minute (laughs) you know this is what we're all experiencing here i think maybe we ought to take a second to appreciate what's actually going on (laughs) absolutely absolutely and that's that's one of the core foundations of tantra too is that you have to touch and taste reality with all of your senses um they have the, uh, the 36 tattvas which are like these different um, forms of, of universal connection expression. So the five senses, the, the five elements of earth, air, water, fire, ether, um, the organs through which we engage those senses, things like time, space, um, illusion. There's, there's all these pieces that we can touch this experience through. But until we fully, fully embrace and touch this experience, 
we can't let go. Otherwise, we're totally checked out of reality. And so this is like when you see these people on these very transcendent paths, they're often there's often a lot of spiritual bypassing. There's um, right. not they're not in tune with reality. They're neglecting the body, the feminine, the se- uh, sexuality, the planet, and it's because it's one sided. It's it's like trying to have the branches of a tree grow far beyond what its roots can support. And so when we come uh, too far from that, when we don't fully embrace this material existence, I think that there is something uh, very empty about the the transcendent path if we are uh, dismissing the the material realm. Right. Yeah. I mean, one of the um, one of the most fascinating things about this tantric path is how it. Well, I, I guess one of the things that that um, it kind of um, really gets to me it, it's 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 almost so simple that it's that it's easily bypassed like you don't because it because everybody has sex so how is that so special <laughs> um and um but it's challenging too i mean you know the thing is that, that uh, i guess one of the things about western culture is it tries to um make make out that the more complex and technical something is the better that it is and i think but by, by being able to reduce things down to sexuality and go ah you know, and then if you can follow a few simple rules about this, about the sexuality and, and kind of how to, and how to do it well, uh, suddenly, suddenly, and it, but they're not easy to follow. Um, and I, we'll get into that. Let's get into that maybe a little bit later about the kind of the nuts and bolts of the process. Um, but I just wanted to bring that up because I think it's funny how, you know, we're talking about something that's just so fundamental to everybody's existence. And it's amazing that spiritual paths and, uh, and philosophies and ideas and, and these, these larger issues that we're grappling with every day, just sort of skips over this part, this most essential part of all of our lives and all of our personal experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess uh, where I'd like to go next, because again, in, in this, in Western culture, it's so materialistic that a lot of people don't even believe that we have an internal energy system. And this tantric path, certainly uh, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about plugging right into our energy system. And <clears throat> in these, in these ways, the Taoist path or, or in Hinduism uh, or in more shamanistic traditions, you know, all of, all of these ways, uh, describe how the path works, describe how, you know, how the internal energy system works, describe how, where our emotions come from. Uh, I think I was thinking about it in terms of, uh, like, what is an orgasm? Like nobody in, in the science world can answer that question. But if you understand how the internal energy system works, like, oh, okay, this is where this, these feelings are coming from. So, uh, do you want to just take a minute to kind of describe that system and, and how it functions inside the body and how it connects us with our feelings and our emotions? Absolutely. And are you referring to like the chakra system? Yeah, I mean, you can, you know, chakra, the chakra system is probably the best way to start, or we can talk about the the internal Taoist uh, system, the traditional Chinese system too. Totally. Yeah, so uh, essentially the chakra system is an internal map of how body and spirit interact it's it's like a bridge between body and spirit and we have there's there's different systems that speak to different centers uh the one i work with is the seven chakra system and so it goes from root to crown and each of these centers are like vortices of energy that um connect to different pieces of what it is to be human and different parts of our physical body 
And so what's really incredible is we can use this system to see where energy is blocked because oftentimes I think things often manifest on the physical level last. Um, so usually, you know, if some sort of physical health issue flares up, there's often been some deeper underlying emotional, mental, spiritual, energetic blockage. And so um, this is a, yeah, there's a lot that we can get into around this, depending on what directions you're wanting to go with this mm -hmm. too, but our essentially like our sexual energy flows through all of them and can get blocked during certain points along the way. Um, one of the interesting things is that generally speaking, men's sexual energy flows from uh, root to crown. You can think about it like the the penis or the lingam, which is the tantric word for penis. It means wand of light or thunderbolt, which I love. Um, right. it, it points upwards. And it's like, if you think of like evaporation, like it's moving towards the heavens and feminine sexual energy moves down like gravity or like the vagina or the yoni. So yoni is the tantric word for vagina, which means sacred space or source of life. And that is, is birthing energy down and out. So sexual energy actually flows in different directions for men and women. And cool. this is one of the places where we can really like miss the boat on each other, uh, where, you know, as, as opposites, we can butt heads and miss each other like ships in the night, or we can really harmonize and complement each other beautifully. And so this work is really the unionizing um, of opposites, the harmonizing of opposites. And so when you think about for, for a man, his, uh, his energy, his chi has to flow a lot less to get from his root to his sacral. So the root chakra is like the base um, energy center located in the perineum. And then the energy has to flow from the root to the sacral to be able to express sexually. Whereas ideally a woman's energy needs to flow from the crown all the way to the sacral to be able to open fully sexually. And so what we see a lot is a lot of women kind of um, skipping over some of these higher energy centers because we live in a, a world that is very dominated by the male's perspective of sexuality. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times a woman will think like, okay, he's ready to go. Um, I should be too, but maybe she doesn't feel like she can express herself or she's not being heard. And there's a blockage in that throat chakra. or She doesn't feel emotionally met or she doesn't feel solid in her, her solar plexus, her self-worth. Um, and she might skip over some of these and then might feel numbness or pain or not fully um, open or satisfied when really she just wasn't met in all of these different areas. Um, so there's there's things we have to understand about how the other side works for us to come together. But these centers can be really beautiful to help diagnose like what's the problem going on here? Because anytime that we have a blockage in our sexuality, it's always rooted somewhere deeper. It's a symptom of something else going on either internally or with our lover. And so for men, for example, what I see a lot is um, things like erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation. These sorts of things are very rarely an actual physical problem. They are almost always psychologically rooted. And the chakra system is an amazing map to see where is that energy getting stuck. So for example, a big cause of erectile dysfunction can be um, the root chakra is not feeling secure. The man's not feeling able to provide for himself. And therefore the wisdom of the body is saying, hold up, we're not going to risk procreating right now. Hmm. 
Um, and so then he won't be able to get an erection or if he doesn't trust his partner, that's another thing of the root chakra that can block that energy. Um, if he feels like life is sucking him dry or like this partner is sucking him dry and he's not in his power, that can result in premature ejaculation where literally it's, it's manifesting physically. He's getting sucked dry. So incredible system for helping us see where various different issues are, are rooted. Right. Yeah, I think it's phenomenal how few people in this culture, I mean, there's a real block to even believe in the internal energy system. I mean, the, the Western medical system is so materialistic. It doesn't even use any of these uh, as, as a diagnostic tool like you're talking about when clearly uh, it's, I mean, I think it's highly effective. My experience uh, with the Taoism and my Tai Chi practice is when I first started, and it took me you know, coming, I have a background in Western philosophy. That's what I studied in school. So I was very logically oriented and it took me a while. I'm a slow learner when it comes to this stuff because I'm a real skeptic. <laughs> um, and I, so I had to like pursue it and, and I, I pursued it because I, I had faith that the, the cultural knowledge, like they wouldn't, you know, lineages that are thousands of years old don't evolve because they're just superstitions, right? I mean, there's gotta right. be some wisdom there. So I kept going and I kept going and that's, uh, that's how I started to figure it out. Um, and not um, not doing the tantric work, um, but just doing the Tai Chi standing meditations is then where I was able to finally first start to feel some of these energy centers. And then you actually start to have like, oh, you know, I was like, what, you know, what's going on? What am I feeling? And then, and then, wow, you know, this really exists. It, it was almost mind blowing for me. Can you describe some techniques for people to just kind of start to feel these things? Because so many of us, like, uh, I mean, really don't even know that they exist and don't have the sensitivity to be able to feel them inside our own bodies. I, I think once you can actually kind of feel the energy in your body, then you start and then you start to see, oh, you know, there are these energy centers and they do exist. And then like, wow, you know, the chakra system is real or the or the traditional Chinese medical system starts to make sense. Absolutely. And, you know, coming from somebody who's dealt with chronic illness for a long time, I've, I've really found that in the Western medical system. I mean, it's great for certain things. If, if I get in a car accident or have a heart attack, I'm going to go to the hospital and, and seek out Western medicine. But when it comes to these deeper, um, you know, chronic things or um, figuring out like what's what's actually going on on a deeper level, getting mm -hmm. to the root, I find these systems are incredibly helpful to look at. And, and they're, they're, pretty much always spot on. Like I've been able to trace so many of my own health issues to various different internal blockages I have and same with that of my clients. Yeah, I mean, um, that's what's so amazing about it. I mean, as I got older, like we're always, we're taught that the healthcare system is again, very materialistic, but most of my personal problems in life have been a, a lack of emotional intelligence. And so being able to learn how to balance these internal energies has allowed me to, to become more mature, I guess, in the long run and deal with the emotional problems that were really, uh, and I'm still dealing with it, but, you know, it doesn't stop, but, um, but, uh, but at least I have a higher level of awareness now because I can tell where those blockages are occurring and what's going on. Um, 
uh, when it comes to the, the sexuality, I, I guess where I'm leading with this, and, and maybe we could go straight to it, or you can provide your own introduction, because I, I want to start talking about the, the, the semen retention technique that's so important for, from the yeah. male aspect, and then learning how to... Um, learning how to cultivate the the uh, multi-orgasmic potential inside men, which means requires utilizing this internal system and and uh, and uh, having the ability to uh, internalize the orgasm instead of ejaculate. So um, how do you help people and maybe men in general, we could talk about women later, but how do you help people to uh, have the awareness of this system and then learn how to uh, internalize some of these processes? Yeah, I love this question. So I've actually specialized in working with men's sexuality for the past handful of years and have created multiple courses on helping men learn how to have non-ejaculatory orgasms so, and, and become multi-orgasmic. And for those who don't know what this is, essentially ejaculation and orgasm are two separate functions. And ejaculation happens as a reaction to orgasm and we can actually reroute that reaction and have a conscious response and redirect the energy instead. So an ejaculatory orgasm is an explosive orgasm where you are shooting your vital life force, your chi, um, your, your semen that you create life with, shooting it out of your body. And it's this very like short kind of sharp peak of an orgasm. Um, very short-lived, and then you have this refractory period afterwards where it takes some time to get hard again. You'll probably feel some sense of an ejaculation hangover of either feeling like tired, wanting to go to bed, maybe feeling diminished arousal or desire for connection, might even feel brain fog, lack of focus, these types of things. And this happens for two reasons. One being that you are losing life force. Uh, the Taoists are really huge on, on speaking to when you ejaculate, you're losing this, this vitality. And so where women lose this is when they have their menstrual cycle and they're shedding an egg. Men have this through their ejaculation. So the Taoists see unconscious ejaculation as incredibly problematic for the health. The Taoists really saw sexuality as an integral piece of overall health. Um, and so so they worked with these sexual practices for both health and pleasure, but they saw that learning to retain your seed was an incredible booster of vitality, mental clarity, productivity, and all of this. And the other reason that you feel this ejaculation hangover is because when you ejaculate, your brain has this flood of neurotransmitters released, um, oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin, and then the hormone prolactin. And prolactin is what's responsible for that ejaculation hangover. And so this is this is why you kind of want to roll over and go to bed after. And this is another important piece in harmonizing polarities. If you have a female partner and you ejaculate and roll over and go to bed, she's probably going to feel pretty left hanging. She's going to still want some, some type of connection. And so the Taoists say that uh, male sexual energy is like fire. It's quick to ignite and also quick to extinguish. Whereas female sexual energy is like water. It takes a long time to boil, but once it's boiling, it stays hot for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so um, this is, again, another place where we can like totally miss each other if we don't understand this. So having the understanding of how the other works and being able to work together to harmonize 
is key. And learning to have non-ejaculatory orgasms is an incredible pathway for this, for becoming multi-orgasmic, boosting vitality, and, um, and ultimately having way more pleasure. So when you have that ejaculatory orgasm, it signifies to your body that you're done for the day. You've completed you've completed your your purpose to procreate, you can check out and go to sleep. Whereas when you keep this energy inside of you and you reverse the flow of energy, you're having an implosive orgasm. So instead of that ejaculation coming out, you're keeping the energy within your body and you're circulating it throughout your entire system, which is revitalizing your whole body. And what happens is instead of having these sharp peak orgasms, you start to have these more rolling full body orgasms that kind of go like this. So they'll build and then you'll have this plateau where it's like a big rolling orgasm. And instead of dropping off on the other side, like with the ejaculatory one, you will continue to build on that previous one. So they will actually get more and more intense. And they're not always these distinctly separate orgasms, but sometimes can unfold into this incredibly orgasmic state that can last up to even hours and you're not losing your erection in between you're not losing your energy and it's it's really a win-win because you're having these enormous full body states of pleasure that are not just localized to your genitals and you can last as long as you want essentially mm-hmm. and, it's just, and this is more similar to the way women have orgasms right yes. i mean that's their their orgasms are naturally more internalized like this absolutely and you can you can kind of think of like Clitoral orgasms and ejaculatory orgasms can be very similar in a lot of ways. So a clitoral orgasm can have that really sharp peak and a woman can be very sensitive after and like need a minute to kind of recover. Um, Whereas if she's having deeper G-spot or cervical orgasms, those can be these much deeper emotional rolling waves. Um, And so it's, you know, the the clitoris and the, the head of the penis are like the same material. Um, same kind of nerve endings and they're kind of these more superficial orgasms that have that sharper explosive energy to them whereas some of these other types it's, it's more of you're you're holding and circulating the energy within and can go to these deeper states with them right yeah i just want to mention to you something that i heard you say in some of your videos about how because when it comes to certainly the the semen retention practice or being able to for men to internalize these orgasms you you're really learning how to control. Certainly you can control and then choose when you ejaculate. And you kind of, you described it as um, sexual energy is, is like a fire. And if it's out of control, it's just a wildfire. And this is what probably most people experience in life. They're just unconscious about how they're using this, essentially this life force creative energy that we all have. But if you can learn how to control it, then it becomes like a fuel that can be used to, you know, that can be used consciously um, to be creative in, in the whole, you know, in every aspect of your life. So m- maybe just uh, maybe just speak to that for a little bit, because, you know, I think to me, the importance of, of this semen retention thing from the male perspective um, is really kind of the, the crux of this tantric practice. So uh, I just want, you know, certainly all the guys in the audience to kind of to kind of understand what we're talking about here. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought this up because this really bridges into how this is so deeply integrated into our entire lives, not just something in the bedroom. So yeah, 
untamed. So, so male sexual energy is like fire, like I said, and untamed fire burns the whole world down. Like it's, it's a total problem, right? right. And then channeled fire fuels it, warms it, illuminates it. It's this incredibly powerful force. And so, you know, men have this incredible sexual energy. That's very, um, very young, very masculine directive, like action oriented, um, men's young masculine pole is in their cock in their lingam so this is like energy that they're very guided by guided to procreate guided to spread their seed and if it's not connected to the heart which is their yin feminine pole that's where we have that internal sacred union before between masculine and feminine if that's not integrated if they're not working with that energy consciously um, it can be a total shit show for lack of a better word you know it's, it's something that is whipping them around rather than um rather than them being in the driver's seat so right. it's almost like having this like crazy high powered car that they didn't ever learn how to drive like we're not taught how to do sexuality we're usually shamed for it told not to touch it as a kid and then we're like put out into the world expected to be adults with it and that doesn't happen with anything we're taught how to drive cars how to talk how to walk all of these things and so we're kind of left in the dark with this. And what I see is when men don't have a hold on this energy and they don't feel that choice with how it flows through them, it can be incredibly destructive, incredibly disempowering. So this cultivation of ejaculatory choice is not just about being a good lover and having a good time in the bedroom. It is about being in the driver's seat of this incredible vehicle that you exist within. It is about harnessing this fiery, masculine, powerful energy and being able to channel it into everything you do. And if you're not at choice as to when and if you ejaculate, there's a deep disempowerment that can happen there of feeling like you're being sucked dry, um, not being at choice as to like, if you want to keep that energy to channel into different things that you're working on throughout the day. So I think, you know, the porn industry has had a right. crazy negative effect on this. Like it trains men to come like this, like so quickly and to be totally in their head, not embodied, no reason to be able to sustain. And so it's a huge way that men are leaking their energy and their power because that young energy when you hold it inside yourself that's your get shit done energy that's your masculine drive that helps you push through challenges and if you're always depleting yourself of it unintentionally um or um compulsively just you know like to relieve stress as a release valve you're not actually facing what's coming up with that energy you're not learning how to expand your capacity to hold intense sensation and to channel it into what you're doing because this sexual energy is arising as an ally for you if you're stressed and all of a sudden you feel this big wave of sexual energy that's showing up to support you and moving through your stress not to just be shot out into a tissue and flushed down the toilet right enormous energy that's here to support you so um, when you don't feel in control of it, if you feel like, you know, anytime you see a beautiful woman, you're totally distracted and you can't focus, you're not able to hone that masculine centeredness, that core of awareness, you're going to feel very at the effect of life rather than, than at the cause of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, that was going to be my next. I mean, I was hoping to segue into the whole kind of pornography and objectification aspect of this. 
Um, and, and we can dive into that a little bit further, even as you mentioned earlier, I think, um, because culturally, now, you know, culturally, we're seeing this not only is porn ubiquitous on the internet now, which is amazing. I don't know how the, the young, the 12 year olds and the, you know, the teenage boys are dealing <laughs> with the world today, because it's just so easy access. And like you said, nobody's actually taught how to have good sex or what good sex is all about, or certainly anything about internal cultivation. Um, and so these kids are just finding out on their own, trying to figure this out. And uh, as you say, they're just depleting their vitality. So as they grow into adulthood, they're not going to have the the discipline to be conscious creators with their life. Um, it's uh, it's really sad to see. And then, um, like you mentioned earlier, you even mentioned our relationship with the Mother Earth, um, and this, and then the objectification part kicks in. So men are basically trained to objectify women, and then. In the same thing, I think it's more than a metaphor. The the corporate system is objectifying the the Mother Earth, and the way that we treat the planet gets all intertwined with this kind of this complete objectification of of the feminine. Um, so, do you want to touch on 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 some of this? It's such a big issue, but how? Um, oh, I, I guess just how porn and objectification enter into it, and then I guess you could tie it in because the other flip side of this is I've noticed. Uh, a lot of men, even the the men that are interested in Tantra, and I wonder what you get from this, um, if you get this, uh, this aspect of it, just because you're in this work where the guys who approach you, I mean, I noticed you have a kind of like in your email, you have the disclaimer about like, this is not about nudity. And if that's what you're looking for, you know, go somewhere else. Because a lot of men when they when they start thinking about the tantra they're coming at it from this kind of porn or objectification oriented place and they're thinking you know it's all about lasting forever so you can have orgies and threesomes and and these other kinds of things so do you, do you encounter that i guess maybe with the men that approach you uh for this kind of knowledge and then how what do you do to kind of temper that aspect uh, of the male yeah. psychology that's so common Totally. Yeah. Wow. Big topics that are so important. Right. Um, I used to encounter this a lot more. I've gotten a lot more skilled in, in creating hoops for people to jump through to make sure that they actually know what this work is about and want to show up to do it. Yeah. There is a huge energy of um, what can I get from you that <clears throat> has been programmed into men from porn? And we, we treat the earth this way. Um, men are treating women this way in general, we treat our sexuality this way of like, hey, I want this from you. Give me that orgasm. And I always speak about, we need to cultivate a dialogue with our sexual energy. We need to be able to listen to it. And if it's not working from our perspective, there's a reason. It's actually um, a message that something is, is misaligned underneath our sexuality. And so if we look deeper into that, our body is always actually working in our favor and doing its job beautifully. Uh, but if we're coming at our sexuality from, hey, do this for me. And if you don't, I'm annoyed. It's we're missing the point. Um, yeah. It's an incredible navigation system. And so I, yeah, I, I, I try to really help men to see that this is like a total lifestyle shift. This is so much bigger than just lasting longer in bed. And this is going to change the way you look at everything. Um, and it's not, it's not like, what can I do for you? It's I am here to guide you home to yourself and to help you unlock the power you hold within. But you have to work for it. Like to retrain your sexuality is a big deal. It's like yeah. if you 
about any skill that you've ever learned, it took a lot of time and patience and practice and perseverance to learn a new language or an instrument or a martial art, a sport, any of these things. Um, and people kind of want this quick fix. So like Viagra is so huge right now, but it doesn't fix the problem. And I hear so many men say, yeah, I tried it. It doesn't work. And like, well, yeah, it's not because your dick isn't working. It's because there's something deeper going on here. We have to dive into this. And if you don't want to do the work, if you don't want to lean into the parts that hurt, if you don't want to practice and recognize that, especially if you're deeply porn programmed, this is going to take some time to unravel. And surprisingly, not nearly as long as it took to build those deeply ingrained patterns. So it's actually uh-huh. amazing that we can rewire it as, as quickly as we can, but absolutely not an overnight process really takes work and dedication and a, a deeper desire rather than like um, trying to substantiate your self-worth by being a good lover. It has to be something deeper than that. If I want this for myself on such a deep level um, for, for whatever reason, otherwise you're going to, you know, lose your steam and in, in trying to learn how to do this. But with the porn programming, there is this incredible addiction to instant gratification. And we have that as a culture in the West in general. Everything is so at our fingertips. People don't want to work for anything. And even even the way that I do teach this work is so much faster than like what they do in the East. And people, they want it right now. And mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that I have to say is this is you have to get out of goal orientation. You have to get out of your agenda and come into a place of intention and curiosity and allowance and to see what wants to come through. Because the more that you're chasing and grasping for something external, you are missing that what you're looking for is actually already inside of you. And it's just a matter of stripping away the false layers of self that have been piled up on top of you through programming, conditioning, traumas, religion, whatever it is, but everything we're seeking is always within. And so it's this deep practice of listening and porn has wired our relationship to our sexuality opposite to that. It makes it a very visual mental uh, experience instead of an embodied experience, but Mm -hmm. we have sex with our bodies, not with our minds. Yes, the mind is a powerful sexual organ. It's also what's going to push you over your edge way faster if you're off in your head rather than here in the present moment, listening to your lover, listening to your body. You have to be able to track with the subtleties of that sexual energy. And if if you're too in your head, you can't hear any of that. And if you're on some trajectory of what you saw in porn, you're not even here with your partner. And so there's there's a lot that's happening in terms of um, the expectations that people have of sex. It turns sex into a performance, into like showtime rather right. than play. And there's this huge objectification of women. It, it's completely disregarding how female sexual energy even works to begin with. Um, takes intimacy like totally out of the picture. It's usually not a real authentic connection. And... And again, it's it's that like chasing towards the orgasm as if that's the point. And when you're masturbating specifically with the intention of I'm just trying to get off, you're essentially training yourself to not have any presence or listening or ability to cultivate stamina. And so we see men in their early 20s with like severe erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, especially because you build this crazy tolerance when you watch a lot of porn. Um, you have these dopamine blasts that 
signify to your body you've already achieved the reward that you're after. So men will notice when they stop watching porn, they actually have a lot more confidence and a lot more drive to go connect with actual real humans. Um, but then sometimes if they are too if they're too porn programmed and they have this high tolerance where they just want to keep watching more and more extreme stuff, they can't even get turned on by a real person in front of them. So it can take some serious time to like unpack all of that and to rewire the nervous system to engage sexuality in an entirely different way. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing how how profound and like you're talking about the the wiring and the programming around sex that it's um, so fundamental to our our whole the whole rest of our lives. I mean, our our um, our ability to create in every other aspect of our lives is so linked into this. And having these kinds of relationships with sex put us so out of balance. It's really difficult. Um, I think I said to you at the beginning of this before we before we got on air that this is like to me some of the most important work because if everybody understood this and knew what you're what you know and what you're trying to teach people here, uh, we would live in a world where people would just have so much more individuality and self confidence and creative potential. It, it would just change. It would change everything. So, <laughs> uh. absolutely, I, I think it's it's so true. It's so. Like this kind of deep programming, <clears throat> this is like the distorted masculine where it's like, um, it's this energy of got to get it where I can, like trying to penetrate any opening, whether that's right. like sex, money, opportunity, land, resources, like we see the whole world operating in this way, this very short-sighted um, scarcity mentality is what it is. It's like, oh, what if I never totally. get the opportunity to get laid again? What if right. I'm out on this? Like, and not really listening to, is this in deep alignment with me? Is this actually serving my highest? Is this nourishing to me? Or am I just spun out on this instant gratification and this scarcity mentality that if I don't take this right now, um, then, then nothing better is going to present itself. And that mentality it's really problematic. It's putting people into burnout. It's destroying our planet. Um, so many, so many problems with this. And true masculine energy, the 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 actual and and like even this this whole concept of toxic masculinity. Um, the masculine is not toxic. What we are seeing is not true masculine energy playing out. It is the distorted masculine, and the distorted feminine also exists. Right and one of the reasons that we have this distorted masculine energy is because of the repression of the feminine. We cannot repress one side of the coin without it then inevitably diluting the other side. And so, you know, if men are trying to overpower and repress women, they are really emasculating themselves. They're training themselves to not actually be able to hold their center in the face of true feminine energy. And I think this is a huge thing that happens um, from porn programming and then they get in front of a real woman and they don't even know what to do with themselves and um, they have not trained themselves to to interact with true feminine energy but the true masculine energy is deeply reverent to the feminine and and the true feminine is deeply supportive of the masculine and they have this beautiful harmonious dance they are not at war with each other uh, mm -hmm. but in, in Taoism they say that true yang which is the masculine energy must come from and return to true yin, which is the feminine. And so there's this deep necessity to listen first and to check in, to check in with the body, with the intuition, and 
always be coming from a place of, of like integrity before taking action and not just running on autopilot or scarcity, but being in connection with the other side. And so, you know, we would never drive our car on empty. Um, we recognize this concept in that sense, the, the yin is like the, the refilling, the gestating, the nourishing. Um, and so, you know, we, we fill our, our tank, we drive around, we come back and we fill our tank again. Um, we go to sleep and then, and that's the yin field. And then we wake up and we go do stuff for the day and we come back to the yin field. But there's ways that we're deeply out of touch with that yin field. Like we should be thinking about the earth and this, this planet that we all share before taking action in the realm of business and progress. You know, mm -hmm. everything is like so obsessed with progress that we're so disconnected from the roots and we're destroying the very ground we stand upon. I'm just going to take a quick station break to let everyone know that this is where I made the cut for the free version of the episode. Get the full-length version of the podcast ad-free in audio by subscribing at theshiftnow.com. You can go to rockfin.com and subscribe for all premium content available on the platform to watch the video. This episode has been brought to you by Enagic Water Systems, providing ionized alkaline water straight from your tap, as well as the Freedom Era Network, which offers tools and information to make your online business a success. Find out more by clicking the Store tab at www.theshiftnow.com. Enjoy the rest of the show. Well, very cool. Very cool, Sarayath. Um, is there anything that you want to kind of say in conclusion here? We're hitting about 90 minutes, and, and uh, I think that's a great place to wrap it up. It feels like we've touched a lot of the points, but if there's anything else you want to say, uh, in conclusion or anything that you want to discuss. Um, and then maybe you can uh, tell people how to get in touch, uh, how to find out more. I know you've got a, a free a, a free course that you're giving out on your website you could tell people about. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, thank you so much for having me here. And this, is, this has been an amazing conversation. Great. I really appreciate getting to dive into these topics with you, Doug. Um, essentially, yeah, the best ways to get in touch with me are on my website, which is surayaleonara.com, there is a free mini course called Liberated Intimacy that you can download. I have two men's courses on there that dive into all the stuff we've been talking about today. Um, <clears throat> if you follow me on Instagram, <clears throat> excuse me, it's Suraya underscore Leonara, S-U-R-E-Y-A underscore L-E-O-N-A-R-A. And I post tons of free content on there. Um, also have a YouTube channel, same name tons of free content on there. And then this summer, I'm focusing on a lot of women's offerings. And in the fall, I'll be moving into more couples classes. So um, yeah, if you want to dive deeper into this, please get in touch with me. I also work one-on-one -on -one or one-on-two and would just love to, to support you all on your journey. So thank you so much for listening, everyone. And thank you, Doug, for having me here. It's such an honor. Yeah, right on. Thanks for coming on. I, again, this is uh, such important work. I think it gets to the root. We always talk about how... The Western medical system just attacks the symptoms and covers up the root problems. And this is the root, the root problem and the root solution to the issue. I think the issue at hand overall, if everybody had the sexual energies in balance and in harmony, uh, you know, couples would be happier, families would be happier, communities would be happier, and all of the stuff that happens on the nation state and the world level would just start to work itself out, I think. So uh yeah. When we hold oh. that internal harmony, it reflects externally. Absolutely. 
All right, and I'll just let people know that I've been your host. My name is Doug McKinty. You can find all my stuff at www.theshiftnow.com, uh, trying to get people to go to the website uh, and, uh, and sign up for the newsletter. That's the best way to get all my new stuff as I put it out each week. I'm doing the newsletter about twice a month now, uh, but I'll keep you uh, informed uh, with all of my new stuff. Starting to produce a lot of different shows right now, uh, covering a lot of different topics. So uh, again, theshiftnow.com is a place to go. You can also find me, my personal page, on Facebook, it's kind of getting some action. So you can just look up Doug McKenty on Facebook. Uh, I also have a shift with Doug McKenty on Facebook and the YouTube channel. Uh, I'm on Odyssey as well. I'm kind of graduating, gradually moving over from YouTube to Odyssey, maybe a little bit. Uh, and then I am on uh, MeWe and Gab and Minds uh, as well. And I am on Twitter at D McKenty. So uh, you can find me at any of those platforms. Um, so thanks again, Soraya, for coming on. Such an important conversation and uh, such important work that you're doing. I hope it really takes off and, and people start paying attention to this stuff because it really could change the world. So Absolutely. That's why I do it. Thank you so much for having me here. You bet. Have a great day. And there we have it, ladies and gentlemen, my conversation with Soraya Leonara. Uh, I have been hoping to get a, a Tantrika on the show for a long time because I really do think that Tantra is um, one of the paths that uh, can really wake us up fairly quickly. Um, I definitely agree with the philosophy that... Um, you know, our sexuality is that creative force, that creative energy. It's what our bodies are designed to do. It's what all living life forms are all about is, uh, is uh, you know, procreating, regenerating, keeping this whole thing we call life going. Uh, and our whole lives are defined by it. Uh, and it just makes a lot of sense to me, just like Soraya was saying, that, um, you know, this creative energy is a, a huge deep part of ourselves and be able to being able to use that energy consciously uh is uh it's the difference between being awake and being asleep isn't it i mean i just think that it's so fundamental uh that it's uh it's really outrageous that more and more people aren't uh kind of having this awareness i mean a lot of people discuss how patriarchal societies are uh, sexually repressive uh, and how, you know, the guilt and the shame is constantly utilized and how a female sexuality is repressed. And we've got, you know, a lot of people in, in the feminist movement, for example, that, you know, they, they don't want to, they want to see the end of this objectification. Uh, they want to see a different relationship to sexuality for sure, but then they don't really, like, nobody's really talking about the solution here and the solution is this tantric work i mean it's just fascinating how uh we can really become very conscious of how we use our sexual energy and then that just translates into being conscious of how we use all of our creative energy i mean the the, the sexual creativity of life is the wellspring from which all other creative forces uh, come from and so uh, I thought being able to have this conversation, being able to have uh, Soraya on the show and to really kind of take this deep dive into Tantra and how it works uh, is so important. I mean, the end result, and uh, like I said in the introduction, 
the end result is a, is an individuated person. I mean, this is a path that can heal you from uh, all of your psychological sufferings. Uh, and also, uh, as I mentioned in the introduction, we talked about it a little bit in the interview, but patriarchal cultures that we're all dealing with living inside uh, this patriarchal culture that's really become world dominant. Still, still, of course, a lot of indigenous people around, um, but uh, the empire is growing stronger every day, right? And one of the primary tools of colonization is sexual repression. And why is this? Because if we were all centered in our own sexuality, then our, 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 we would be individuated. We'd be making choices for ourselves, not making choices, not, not easily manipulated into working for the patriarchal hierarchy, for the guys at the top of the corporation, for, for the guys, the generals at the top of the military organization. I mean, to me, uh, patriarchal cultures can really be defined by how they operate in that military fashion, right? Uh, and so you don't you you know they're trying to make soldiers out of all of us. They're not trying to make free thinkers. <laughs> and uh, so when you you know when I'm looking at this tantric system, it's really bringing that creative energy back home. It's really saying, hey, each one of us has the power to create, and we need to learn how to to hold on to this power for ourselves. We don't want to give it away because of the guilt and the shame and the repression that we've been taught by the patriarchy. Uh, and then we're so filled with shame and guilt that we're, you know, constantly getting triggered into these states of mystification. As you, if you've uh, checked out my psychology of lockdown series, then you've seen how that works. Boom. You know, if you're raised in a guilt environment, if you're raised in a shaming environment, uh, and this is of course all around our sexuality, right? then uh, all you have to do is be guilted or shamed to get triggered back into that childlike state to uh, lack the awareness and the individuation to make choices for yourself, to be put in that mystified state that George and I discuss in the series uh, and not be able to make choices for yourself. And that really opens people up for victimization by the hierarchy where, and I think we've been seeing a lot of this in the last uh you know, 12 months, 14 months, right? Where people then are scared. They don't know, they're, they're disconnected from their critical thinking abilities. Uh, and now they're just doing what the authority figures say. They're leaning on the, uh, the authority. They're leaning on that hierarchy. It's a methodology of social control. They've been doing this for thousands of years. Uh, and Tantra is a path towards liberation, right? It's a path towards individuation. Um, I think this is what is meant by liberation in uh, the Buddhist lineages, right? I mean, we're not really talking about enlightenment here necessarily, transcendence, but presence in your own body and l liberation from uh, the social system, the cultural systems that are trying to put you down, that are trying to make you, you know, work for the man uh, instead of working for yourself. Uh, instead of working for your own family, instead of consciously creating as an individual. So I think this tantric, this conversation about tantra is is really important, and I and I hope that uh, Soraya has success teaching more and more people about it because I think that uh, the more people who learn how to do this, how to control the sexual experience, how to empower themselves through the sexual experience, uh, then the more powerful we could see a you know a real cultural shift away from this uh, this patriarchy and into uh, uh, a more of a partnership type 
uh, of relationship with our communities, with our families, with our communities, with our labor, with our work, uh, and, uh, and not be so dependent on these national systems or these corporate systems uh, for uh, being told how to live our lives or for giving us that track that you just have to follow, you know go to school, make straight A's, go to college, work for the corporation until you're 65 and then retire. Uh, this doesn't have to be the path. Um, this is the path of the patriarchal system, of the colonized system. And Tantra offers us a path to decolonize our minds, uh, to break down a lot of this uh, psycho-social conditioning that we've undergone growing up, if you were raised in the patriarchal system, uh, and to really take that power back for yourself. So it's just so super important uh, as, a, as a path towards decolonization, I think. Um, you know, and also a great conversation just to be able to talk about sex, <laughs> get away from the, uh, get away from uh, all the politics and the doom and gloom and a lot of the stuff that I seem to cover quite a bit. Um, so it was really fun to have her on too. Uh, I did uh, get some permissions from my wife beforehand. So if you're concerned that maybe I uh, overspoke, uh, I did ask permission and, and I hope I, I didn't, uh, allude too closely to any other friends or relatives that I may have talked about. It was kind of funny preparing for this interview because I never had to deal with that issue before, but certainly wanting to respect everybody's privacy and everybody has a, a different path and a different relationship with their sexuality. And, and uh, so I think that Soraya and I really did pull it off though. And we had a very respectful conversation. I was able to share some of my own experiences, but I didn't have to bring too many other people into it. So I think I was safe on that one. Um, and it was just great to have a conversation, a, a nice open conversation about sex that didn't have that guilt or shame layer on top of it, or that concern about, you know, what are people going to think uh, kind of thing. And uh, so it was a really good time for me. Uh, and I certainly hope that you all learned a lot. Um, the practice is interesting. I mean, it is a, it, it's not, you know, it's not like learning a long Tai Chi form. It's not like uh, it's not like practicing really strict, disciplined meditation necessarily. Although it is a meditation, um, but learning how to recirculate that sexual energy for the guys is certainly kind of a big step. And it was interesting to hear Soraya discuss uh, how it works for the women as well, and uh, and just realizing that you know connecting on that level with that Yin Yang energy flow. I, you know, I think one of the things that I like about this, when we talk about these internal arts or these internal energy arts, so, so often it becomes so mystical so quickly because it's a subjective experience. You have to feel it inside your own body. So it's difficult to explain to somebody else. But uh, at least in my experience, and I think Soraya would agree, there's a very practical level to it. Um, you know, the gurus in India, they look at the internal energy practices or, or, or the Taoist practitioners in, in China, as far as I know, you know, they look at this as we in the West look at science. It's very practical. It's a very practical alchemical methodology, and this is how it works. Just like, you know, here's how your biology works in, in Western medicine, just for whatever reason. And we may, uh, we could probably have a discussion about the fact that patriarchal cultures have removed the knowledge of the internal energy system on purpose because they understand, those at the top of the hierarchy understand that this knowledge is individuating and they're trying to control uh, their cultures, getting us all to work for them as cogs in the, in the great patriarchal machine, right? Um, and so we in the West try to avoid or pretend like it doesn't exist, although 
uh, you know, just like I mentioned to Soraya right at the beginning of the interview, like Western medicine can't tell us where an orgasm comes from. Like, what the heck is that? Oh, because that's your internal energy system. So we've all experienced that. Uh, and if you do a little bit of meditation and some standing meditation, if you're consistent with it, at least certainly in my experience, and typically it takes uh, two, three months uh, you know, 15 minutes a day, and you can start um, to kind of feel how the chi moves inside of your own body as well. So again, um, Tantra is kind of like standing meditation times a thousand, I think. <laughs> it's a little bit more powerful, uh, but it's also uh, requires more discipline, and it's fairly challenging on, on a lot of those levels. So there's a little bit of yin-yang in that too. But super fun to me to be able to compare these practices and, and how the alchemy works. And... Uh, and how you know different cultures have approached the alchemy from different places throughout time, uh, and of course the Hindus and the uh, and the Taoists, I think, are the principal ones, at least that I know about, that have uh, that have taken it to, into this tantric world and and really focused on their sexuality. I have heard that that oftentimes. If you're practicing to be a shaman, you'll want to be celibate for long periods of time. So they, they certainly understand, at least uh, in, in more indigenous cultures, again, just from my own experience, uh, the importance of semen retention from the masculine side if you want to cultivate um, this internal alchemy, if you want to really develop this creative energy, you want to be a real a conscious user of uh, these most important uh, aspects of our biology, right? So, so, uh, uh, overall just a really important conversation. And again, I'd been wanting to have this one for a long time. I love having, again, these, these comparative conversations, um, and just learning how to understand how the internal system works a little bit more. And, and again, this Tantra is uh, super powerful. It, uh, literally and figuratively cleans out all the pipes and, uh, and it can really, Get your mind and body back in balance. Uh, Soraya was mentioning it. You, you know, you're certainly going to be going through some of that shadow work. Um, but if you can stay disciplined, I think it's probably one of the most powerful systems out there in terms of of helping you to take that power back to learn how to master your own domain, as they would say on on Seinfeld, in a in a real deep way, and uh, and cultivate that individuality to start to be able to really use your creative energy for yourself and for your family in a conscious way, not just working for the man every day, every day, like we've all been taught in the patriarchal system. So uh, thank you very much for checking this one out. And thanks to Soraya for coming on the show. Great conversation. I just want to let everybody know that you can find all of her stuff at www.sorayaleonara.com. Uh, she's got uh, some free videos up there you could check out, uh, and she's got some interesting blog posts too. Just uh, just some written stuff describing how uh, what her experience with tantra is, and and describing some of the fundamentals of the practice. So uh, it's great. I'd check it out, and of course you can uh, sign up for some of her classes if you want to take deeper dives and find out more. So uh, thanks again for checking this one out. And if you want to find out all uh, of my stuff, you can go to www.theshiftnow.com. Uh, I've got this show, The Shift with Doug McKinty, uh, plus uh, the Psychology of Lockdown series. We're getting into the rules of dysfunction now. We've covered the characteristics of mystification. So uh, that's been really interesting and fun. And George Roach and I have just recently partnered with uh, 
Take Action Canada. So uh, we have moved from the Line Canada, which was a protest movement that we were working with, and now we're working with Take Action Canada and our new show, uh, The Facts and the Fiction, uh, is now going to move over and they're going to be the quote-unquote executive producers, but we're going to be working with them. And we're real happy about that move, actually, because those guys up in Canada at Take Action are doing great work. They're uh, a really solid organization. So, uh, again, you can check all that out at www.theshiftnow.com. And you can also find me at all of the social media sites, uh, The Shift with Doug McKinty on Facebook. My personal page, Doug McKinty on Facebook, actually, is where I'm getting the most action. Uh, the Shift with Doug McKinty on YouTube, at D McKinty on Twitter, and uh, if you look up The Shift with Doug McKinty on many other social media sites, you'll find me there too. So thanks everybody for listening, and do not forget to like, subscribe, and please share. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, uh, please share it across your social media networks. I am relying on you guys for distribution, certainly not getting any action on the algorithms from uh, YouTube these days. Uh, and also, think about checking out uh, Rockfin, rockfin.com. For $9.99 a month, you can get all the premium stuff from all the content providers on that site, uh, as well as all the long-form premium videos I've got uploaded on, on there right now. So you can check those out for just 10 bucks a month. Uh, and also on the free... On the free stuff, if you feel like giving me a couple of bucks, they've got a button for a $2 donation. So it's a kind of a great way to monetize, which means that I can continue to do this work on into the future. So thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed this one as much as I did, and uh, we'll see you again next week. All right, take care. For listening to this, you are listening to the first free hour of The Shift with Doug McKinty. For access to the full feature-length versions of the podcast, go to www.theshiftnow.com and subscribe for the audio version for just $6 a month. Access the full-length episodes in video form through rockfin.com by subscribing at the Shift with Doug McKinty landing page. For $9.99 a month, you gain access not only to The Shift, but also all other premium content material hosted on the platform. The Shift is also brought to you by Enagic Water Systems, providing crystal clear, ionized, alkaline water straight from your tap, as well as the Freedom Era Network, delivering tools and information to help you build a successful online business. Find out more at www.theshiftnow.com backslash store. Detoxify your body, decolonize your mind, make the shift. Thanks for listening. <laughs>